So <laughs> as you as you have moved throughout life, mm-hmm. and like for all of us, life has has taken turns that we did not anticipate. I uh, went through a very public, very humiliating separation and divorce. Um, and I didn't know that women were watching my journey. It was very public. We were public figures. People knew us. I live in a small city. So when the separation, divorce, all of that happened, uh, I was devastated. My life took a sharp turn uh, in what I thought was the end of it, just a horrible spiral downward emotionally and mentally. There were days, and I talk about it in my book, the depression that came with the divorce and, you know, losing everything, how divorce and, and even relational relationship trauma is, is trauma. It's the same trauma as the grief of a physical death. And so the depression that came, the, you know, just, there was so much that came with it for me to bear and to carry. There were days when I would open my eyes and just dread that my eyes had opened because I knew I had to maneuver through another day. thank you so much for this invitation to be a part of this podcast. I'm super excited to share with the audience. And um, I am, I'm in, I live in Michigan. I'm born and raised in Muskegon, Michigan. Been here my whole life. Uh, I was raised in a two-parent Christian home, very, very solid Christian family. And um, I am currently uh, I work for a nonprofit that helps adult uh, adults learn to read. So I deal with adult literacy. But aside from that, I am um, a minister. I was recently ordained um, into the prophetic ministry, and that's been an amazing journey. Um, I've been in ministry over 20 years in so many different capacities. And um, so I'm, that's really moving moving in a great direction. And I have a lot of things coming up with that. But um, I, aside from ministering the gospel, I do motivational speaking for women. I've done that for about 20 years now as well. Started with mentoring girls. And as my life transitioned and some things happened 
in my life, it transitioned into women. And so we've been doing that for, for quite a while. Uh, I host conferences and, and do speaking events and host seminars and all of that. So that's exciting. I just recently, last year, March, we're almost at our anniversary for my uh, handmade jewelry business, Eccentric Bijouterie, which now keeps me very busy. I'm so thankful that we started it and it took off and is doing so well. Um, so that's exciting. And then I also, this year, well, no, we're in a new year. <laughs> Last year, I published uh, my first of many books to come. Um, he left, but I lived. And so that has been so amazing. And that's who I am. I do all of those things. And all of those things are my passion and purpose. I want to back up a little bit because like I said when I first introduced you, I've been knowing Tesh for man, Church of Living God days. Yeah, lots of years. Lots and <laughs> lots of mm -hmm. years. Conventions, district conventions, national yeah. conventions, yeah. Um, my family coming up to uh, Bishop Williams Church and mm -hmm. interacting. Um, my mother, at the time, as I was growing up, my mother was the music director for the district. And then she mm -hmm. moved into the national role. And so there were a lot of people that we met during that period of time because she was always traveling. Yes. And so we would always find ourselves in Muskegon. Mm-hmm. How did you, I want to go back to you starting with the working with women, because I know we had talked before in regards to the women's conference that you do annually. Mm -hmm. How did that come about? Uh, well, it, all of it started, like I mentioned, it started with, we were, my ex-husband and I were youth pastors at our church. And I, the Lord just gave me a vision to start a separate segment of our youth ministry for girls. So I did that. It flourished. It blossomed. Um, we kept it going. And, and as those young women transitioned into young adulthood, they kind of stayed with the program. And so it helped me maneuver through the age ranges into adult women. But when it really started to thrive and take on its form is when I uh, went through a very public, very humiliating separation and divorce. And um, but the Lord, I, my relationship with God is absolutely the most important thing to me. Um, and and the way that the Lord sustained me through that is amazing. But. I didn't know women were watching. They were watching me go through it, survive it. I'm thinking I'm just surviving. <laughs> and so they started over time, they started to reach out to me to say, hey, I'm going through something similar. How did you do it? What do you do? What steps do I take? How do I know when to walk away? All of these things. And that was really what initiated um, the whole women's empowerment movement um, that I have going. And I said, you know, since there's so many women who need this, let me do something that brings us all together 
to give us this information and hear other women's stories so that we can all be inspired and healed and move forward together. So that was the beginning of the conference and the whole movement. Wow. And, and a lot of times, and, and um, knowing you the way that I do, we, we were watching you. We were watching, um, <laughs> and because I know your ex-husband personally, I wasn't concerned about him. Yeah. <laughs> I was concerned about you. Um, and a lot of times people don't realize that no matter what you go through in life, somebody is watching you. Somebody is always watching. Yeah. Sometimes it's not for the good, but right. most of the time it is for the good because they're mm -hmm. like, man, she came through that. How did she do that? Because I'm about ready to fall apart and just break into small pieces and let somebody sweep me up and throw <laughs> me away. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so as you were, as you were going through that and you began to realize that God was, let me, let me backtrack. Cause there was something that you said mm -hmm. that I don't want to gloss over. Okay. You said that you had a very public and a very humiliating separation and divorce. Why do you think God allowed it to happen the way that it did? Uh, at that time, I thought, okay, you must be trying to destroy me, God, because clearly I can't do this. <laughs> but today, <laughs> many years later, I know for a fact that it was all a part of purpose and his plan for my future. Um, and that's the amazing thing about God. And that's what I, I encourage women to know. God literally spoke to me and said, it's, it's bigger than you. Okay. In the midst of what I was going through, the pain, the tears, I thought he would just come, dry the tears up, fix everything, bring the husband back, boom. As I prayed consistently, God help, heal. And he said, I'm not, I can't, because there's something bigger that you, I need you to get to, and I will be with you. I'll carry you through it. And, um, when I relinquished my controlling the situation and really decided to trust him, it was still hard. It was still challenging. I still cried. <laughs> it still lasted so much longer than I ever would have scheduled it for myself. But being where I am today, I wouldn't trade a thing. I have no regrets at all for how God did it his way. You know, I can, I can relate to that because I had a very public humiliation happen in my life. Very public. Mm -hmm. And then he told me I had to write about it. And I was mm -hmm. like, do you realize I'm a church girl? <laughs> right. Do you not realize that there are some vamps in the church and they will try to suck the life's blood out of me with this type of information? Yeah. Are, are you sure you want me to do that? Right. <laughs> and he was like, I'm certain of what I'm asking you to do. You just need to trust me and mm -hmm. do it. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't realize until years later, much right. years later, number one, that it was purpose. Yes. Number two, not only was it, he did it in such a public way that when he came around and created a miracle in the midst of my situation, it was just as, as public as the humiliation. Absolutely. Yes. And yes. I was like, I 
get it now, but back then it didn't feel too good. I, yeah. I did not like you. Very, matter of fact, I didn't like you very much. <laughs> right. <laughs> because I, I never thought that I would be in this space. So as you are building this ministry, as you are building this movement of working with these young adult women and women overall, mm -hmm. did you ever foresee that you would be where you are now back then? Honestly, no, <laughs> because I earlier on in my life, like, like, eh, right before high school, I was so shy. I was so, I didn't want to say anything. I didn't need to be out front. And then in high school, I kind of really blossomed into who I was and was just really confident with, with myself. Um, but then going into that phase, going into ministry kind of put me in the forefront more and um leading of course you know there were people who followed followed me as their leader and so i knew i didn't see it going as far as it went at all i had no idea no clue it would ever become that um but i would always get prophetic words and confirmation about it but i would be like well okay i don't know what you're talking about but that's fine. <laughs> but then it really manifested. And so it was just amazing to look back and see what God said in manifestation. It is an awesome thing to be able to sit back and see, because even though we trust God and we know that he has our best, if we if we don't understand what he's saying and if it doesn't make sense to us, we do struggle with it. And I don't care how saved you are no. and, and how spiritual you may be. There are those moments when you kind of like, okay, God, are you, are you right? Are you sure? Right. Tell me more. Um, <laughs> what you saying ain't matching what I'm saying. Yeah. Make it make sense, God. <laughs> make, make it make sense. Yeah. And, and it begins to show itself to be able to allow people to see that even though I wasn't for sure what was actually happening, I trusted you enough that yeah. I said, okay, I'm just going to wait and see. I'm, yeah. I'm going, yeah. I'm going to take the wait and see ministry road and we just going to wait and see how it comes out. If it turns out good, good. If it mm -hmm. don't turn out so well, then I know you're going to let me know what's what and we're going to figure it out from there. Yeah. Yeah. And can we talk about how difficult that is though? Oh. That waiting, that waiting saying, God, I trust you. And I don't see one thing. I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. I don't see nothing looks like what you said, but I'm waiting. That, that, <laughs> that part. That part's hard. <laughs> yes. And that, and you know, that is what proves the connection that we have with him. And it also is what I believe pulls out of us, what he takes us through it to get out of us. You know, I found strength. I would have, I didn't know I had it. And, and there it was when I needed it most, he was my strength, but then he showed me the strength that I had. And it makes a difference um, just from that strength, because a lot of times we don't know how strong we are. Number one, right. we really don't know how strong we are because mm -hmm. we've never been put to the test. Right. Right. And when you have that first test and it's kind of like, I ain't for sure, but I'm going to trust you, but I'm, yeah. I'm keeping one eye open while I'm trusting you because I need to see how this thing's going to play out. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things that God said to me 
was that it was necessary. And I was like, what do you mean it's necessary? Right. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Right. Necessary for who? Because this hurts. <laughs> this this is not, this ain't cool Mm-mm. for me to have to go through this. So yeah. while you were going through what you were going through and God was building you up and preparing you mm-hmm. for what he had next in your life, how did you get up and put one foot in front of the other to keep going? Whew, you know, it really, 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 and I know probably not everybody who listens is going to be this, you know, devout Christian and maybe not even churched at all. Um, and and I try not to be overly, you know, religious about about anything, but it is it's my life. And so it was literally all God every single day. There were days, and I talk about it in my book, the depression that came with the divorce and, you know, losing everything, how divorce and, and even relational relationship trauma is, is trauma. It's the same trauma as the grief of a physical death. And so the depression that came, the you know, just there was so much that came with it for me to bear and to carry. There were days when I would open my eyes and just dread that my eyes had opened because I knew I had to maneuver through another day of that pain. And, uh, and over time it got better each day you get a little stronger, you know, you have some setbacks, you pick it back up. But I prayed. God became more real to me in that season than he had ever been. I literally made my home a sanctuary. It was my safe haven. I would lay on the floor and pray, pull my Bible out. And sometimes I didn't have the words. I didn't have the strength to read a scripture. And I would just lay my head on the Bible, you know, and say, God, please, whatever whatever you can give me, this is the only way I'm going to make it. And so I pulled on my faith a lot, my, my belief in God, his strength. And that's really, I, there's no way I could have survived it on my own without him. So I, I give all that credit to him because anything I was able to do, I was only able to do it because he gave me the strength to do it. So as you were, now this is what happened to me. So I'm going to see if it happened to you. As Mm -hmm. you were going through what you were going through and as you were starting your healing journey, Mm -hmm. before you even really got good and comfortable in the healing, did he send somebody your way that you had to talk to? (laughs) Woo, listen. Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) And it's in the book, but... um. Yeah, there were people that I, a couple people that I had to talk to and get some things in order and in place for the healing to be fully completed. And it was hard. It was difficult. I was mad. I fussed the whole way and fought it. But but doing it was the greatest reward. So as you have as you have gotten past that and and now you have written this book what's tell us the name of the book again the book is called he left but i lived broken relationships 
infidelity, and betrayal can be a devastating and catastrophic experience for women. He Left But I Lived is a phenomenal story of courage, personal recovery, and strength. Tishley's story is not just one of survival, but one of triumph. It teaches women how to walk away from reading this book inspired to create a life of peace, wholeness, and happiness after heartbreak as a gift to themselves. Pick up your copy of He Left But I Live at www.tishleyjanine.com Barnes and Noble's bookstores, Amazon, and or BookBaby today. It's a guide to overcoming heartbreak and separation, divorce, relational trauma. But it's also, it's my story. But in between telling my story, I have the tools and the the knowledge that I gained from the experience to help some other woman not have to go through some of what I went through. Um, And so it's, I I love how it came out. Um, I didn't want to just tell the story. I wanted to give the tools. And so that's what I believe it does. So if, if you had to say that there was one aspect of the book that you encourage people to make sure that they read, what would that be? Whew, well, it is all, it's so much in there, but I'm going to say you want to read all of the parts that deal with forgiveness uh, because that that affects so much of our lives and and that doesn't just pertain to marriage or divorce but in any relational um relationship that forgiveness is something else it's such a big broad thing but it's it carries so much weight so you want to read those parts and see some of what i had to forgive because it was deep (laughs) it was a lot it was stuff that most people would be like i ain't never forgiving them him her nobody for for that but it's possible it's doable and it's so freeing and liberating there's no peace like the peace of having freedom in your heart because you don't have anything against anybody that you're holding on to and you know that is so very true um i had experienced this past week where i came into the presence of an individual who was not necessarily carrying my name in love. I'll say it that way. Okay, good way to say it. (laughs) And um, you know how, and I'm I'm a real person. I I don't know how to be any other way than what I am. And Mm -hmm. it was one of those situations to where when I came into their presence, I started feeling some kind of way. Yeah. And I stopped and I asked God, remove it, remove it, because I don't want that person to have any hold over me. I don't want them to keep me from getting any of the blessings that he has for me. I don't even want them to take up that much space in my mind or my heart that I would feel some kind of way when I came into their presence. Exactly. Yes. And I think that is a huge lesson. And it's not easy. It's not easy because as a culture, we hold grudges Mm -hmm. 
because we gonna get you yeah if we don't cut <laughs> yeah. you we gonna get you yeah we gonna get you like you got us <laughs> <laughs> exactly but it's not healthy for us because mm -hmm. it it manifests itself and then it can become something that we did not intend for it to become or something that we weren't prepared for it to become yeah. um i learned from my mother a long time ago that forgiveness is really not for the person who's receiving it it's really for the person who's giving it absolutely yeah. because it releases us yes yeah and one thing that i i learned and i put it i put it in the book of course but i read a book when i was going through my situation called when forgiveness hurts and the book changed my life but there was just one line that really it it changed everything and it it stuck with me to tilt this day but it just said um forgiveness is an ongoing process and even though we hear that and it sounds simple like oh yeah but but when you really think of that because you'll think you're over it think you're done mm -hmm. see somebody hear something and there are those triggers and it comes back and you're angry and then I don't know about anyone else, but for me, it would make me angry that I was still upset. And when I read that, I felt so free because I realized a trigger can come, it can come back up and I can forgive again and start that process over every day if I need to until I master learning how to release it every time it comes up. That changed my life. So, yeah. You know, it's it's funny because our situations are totally different. However, I went through something similar in my situation. Mm -hmm. And I was reading Oprah Winfrey's book, What I Know For Sure. Okay. And in that book, she says that there is no way that you can participate in the action and not mm -hmm. also participate in the consequence or the reaction. Wow. And I had to take a step back because when I read it, I was like, let me go back and read that again. <laughs> That's deep. And I was like, that is so true. Mm -hmm. And then I was watching TV and Dr. Phil, I every so often I would watch his show. And he mm -hmm. said, you know, if you choose the action, you also choose the consequence. And he said, well, let me make it a little bit clear. If you choose the behavior, mm -hmm. you also choose the consequence. Yeah. And all of this was happening like in a span of a week. Yep. And I was like, okay, I get it. Because right. I can blame people all day long for their participation in whatever happened in my life, whether it was positive or negative. Mm -hmm. But I had to become a willing participant in some aspect of it, or I would not have been impacted in any way. And so right. God was really showing me that even in that, look at the role that you played, yeah. forgive yourself for the role yeah. that you played, and then forgive everybody else. So important. It is so important. And, and just self-reflection in general um, it was some years in after I kind of let go of all the anger and the blame and I was kind of into my actual healing process that God said, now I need you to look at you 
<laughs> because it would be so easy for me to let you just point out what everybody did that created this situation. But I really want you to look at you. And I did. And I was able to write out because I, I love, I write, I journal. I just, <laughs> I do. Um, but when I did that, I had to repent. I repented to, to God. I had to forgive myself and even eventually to my ex-husband for the for for what I had contributed to what got us to that place. And uh, and that was powerful too. So yeah, forgiving yourself, evaluating what you contributed to it is so big. Yeah, because we play the blame game. Yes. You know, because what I did was not as bad as what they did. So exactly. it's really their fault. Yep. However, <laughs> as Dr. Phil said, if you choose the behavior, you mm -hmm. also choose the mm -hmm. consequence. It's so true. They go hand in hand. And I think people need to begin to understand that this is what's available to them, that this is what this needs to look like in our lives. So mm -hmm. I want to switch gears. Okay. We've talked about the book. We've talked about the ministry. So let's talk about Tish. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the woman behind the book, the woman behind the ministry, the woman mm -hmm. by the, behind the movement. Who is Tish? Woo! I never get asked this question. This is kind of exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I am... I am a daughter. Um, I love my family. I'm so invested in, in my family and my parents, especially. It's funny that your parents become your babies. Yes. <laughs> when they become seniors. So I'm always over there fussing. Don't do this. Don't do that. But so I'm definitely a daughter. I'm a daddy's girl. So um, I'm definitely that. I am. When I'm not on the stage, when I'm not up talking, when I'm not before people, I'm a total introvert. I can sit alone in my own home in my space, no TV or anything, and be so okay. And I have to remind myself, you need to check on some people. Go see some people. Go call somebody because I would be so okay just in my little space when I'm done doing what else I'm doing. But I love, I love laughter. I love fun. Um, I love good, genuine people, just good, genuine company, you know, where we can kick back and be real and laugh or cry together and then laugh, whatever that looks like. Um, man, I'm just, I, I'm creative. I love everything creative photography, uh, taking pictures, art. I like every aspect of even the stuff I don't do. I love all of it. So um, kind of like a free spirit. I, I think of myself that way. I don't know if, if others do, <laughs> but I do. Um, I'm, I'm very confident. And that's a, that's a tricky thing because people are not always comfortable with that. And they will label you and mislabel you, misjudge you. And I used to overcompensate by trying to be overly nice and you know, but I'm just, I, I discovered even more recently, just be you, just be you. Your people will love and embrace you. You know, as long as you know, your heart is pure, your intentions are good. Your standards are good. Just be you. And that that's been great. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much me, I think in a nutshell. 
Well, I have to say from the interactions that I have had with you, um, because back in the day, Bishop uh, Williams was dad to me. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I would go there and, and hang out with the family and, and whatnot. And you always presented yourself as an open book. There, there really, what, what you saw is what you get. There wasn't a hidden agenda. There wasn't something um, that I'm trying to hide, so don't come too close. You might see this. Mm -hmm. And I always appreciated that about you because you were the same. And, and you know, sometimes in the church community, I'm, yes. and, and we talk about church folk. Yes. We're not talking <laughs> about the church. We're talking right. about church folk. Right. Sometimes it's, in the church community, those folk mm -hmm. is not always what you see is what you get. Absolutely. And and a lot of times we we find ourselves trying to figure out, as they we used to say back in the day, is it real or is it memorex? You know, what yep. what are you presenting to me? Am I getting the real you? Yeah. And that was important because, man, I tell you, back in the day, Church of Living God, CWFF, used to have a youth ministry that was bar to none. It was amazing. It was so amazing. <laughs> we had all kinds of stuff between district convention, national convention that was always available for us to do. And I, I really hate that our young people today are not able to experience what we had the privilege of experiencing during that time. Yeah. But even in the midst of everything that's going on in your life, the way that God is moving you with everything that you're doing, how did jewelry come into? Oh, well, that is... So I so I've said a few times I'm I'm a creative so I I've always loved jewelry and I have always had way too much of it and I like big eccentric as you can see <laughs> big eccentric um you know unique things and so to make this long story really short um during the pandemic when it first started I was laid off didn't know what was what didn't know when I would be back to work or anything and I just said Lord you got to give me something. I don't know what this looks like, unemployment. I don't know what that is. So um, I had been to Nashville. There was a little uh, resale, upscale resale store that I had started going to, and they had contracted a handmade jewelry company. And um, I've had these bracelets that I loved. And one day, just sitting on the bed during the pandemic, the Lord illuminated this bracelet that I had on. And um, I. I was just looking at it and it, it clicked in my head, like you can make this. And, um, I went back to Nashville to get more of the bracelets and the store had closed permanently out of the blue. Nobody saw it coming, came back home. Like, Lord, I don't know why you've given me this, but show me what to do. And he did. I went to the store with no pre knowledge of how to make jewelry, just bought the stuff I thought would be a good place to start started watching some YouTube videos and I thought I would just make a certain thing. Like I started making, I think rings and they were really simple and it just turned into so much more. And I absolutely love it. I, I feel like it's another piece of purpose and passion because it ties to my ministry. Um, because I say, when I 
tell talk to people about it. I say that I've spent all these years and I and I do all this work on making the woman feel great internally. And now we accentuate that with some stuff that she can put on externally to add to being healed on the inside. So I love how they go together. The business has been, it's such a learning curve for me, um, but it's been great. I love what I do. I love it so much. Um, I need to stop keeping one of everything for myself. <laughs> I really should stop, but I can't. But yeah, it's so, I I love, oh my God, I love it so much. So is the necklace that you have on tonight, is that one of the pieces that you've created? This is a piece that I will be creating. I actually got this on a vacation that I took and I have studied it. <laughs> I have studied it to no end um, so that it can be something that we do sell. I've had a hard time finding these wood pieces, but I'm going to get it. Don't worry. But yeah, this this is definitely the style and the look of the things that we um, have on the website. I'm really liking that. That's really, really gorgeous. It's, it's put Thank together you. well and it, it stands out and Thank it draws you. your eye to it. So I, I really like that. So what is next for you? So I did an interview not too long ago and that question was posed and I said, a better question is what's not next? I, I like that. <laughs> I'm so open. I'm so open to whatever God wants to do. I'm excited about this new year because I really feel like, um, you know, even though the pandemic has been just a terrible thing in so many ways, it has also been a blessing for so many people in many ways um, with allowing us to create and really find our inner purpose. And we had so much time that if you invested in it, you probably found some parts and pieces of yourself, your skills, your abilities that you could tap into a little further. So, and I did that with this, with the jewelry, finishing the book. So I, I'm just open. Um, I do have this year's conference coming up in March, uh, March 18th and 19th. We're going to do a two day um, conference and just, you know, staying as safe as we can. But I'm excited about that. This year, we're adding some things that we haven't always done. We're going to have a business and entrepreneur segment where we have a roundtable for people to just get information. My business coach will be there. And so that part is really exciting to me because I didn't have anybody before I found her who could say, hey, this is how you start. This is what you do. This is what you're going to need. So I want to give that back to women. But um, I plan on doing a book tour. I plan on offering some seminars. The Healed Happy Whole Woman is the name of my nonprofit for women. Uh, so I'm looking to take that on the road at just as soon as I can to to do not only conferences that I host, but to to go to churches, schools, wherever we can go to get this message of healing and wholeness to women. I'm loving that. I'm loving that. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about your conference. So how can people sign up and that are interested in attending the conference? Is it going to be in person? Will it be virtual? How are you going to be handling the conference? So as of right now, for sure, it will be in person. Um, I am planning to offer virtual access 
uh, where people can log log on and watch both days. So my my business page is Tishley Janine Inspires. And, and that's where I'll be posting updates, all of the information, the speakers, um, tickets and registration will open up at the beginning of February. And I'll have it posted on that page exactly how you can register the links that'll lead you right to registration. Uh, we'll give hotel accommodation information for anyone that might be willing to travel. And so, um, again, I, I take great pride in, in keeping everyone as safe as possible. We have a facility that's big enough to accommodate safely. Uh, we'll be, you know, following all the CDC guidelines. But, um, yeah, all of the information will be on the Tishley Janine Inspires Facebook page. Okay. All right. So, as we close out, I normally like to give my guests an opportunity to share anything that they want to share with the listening and viewing audience. So what would you like to share as your final thoughts? Uh, my final thought is, especially to, to women in particular, um, I would say this year, this year, make it your priority to take every limit and every boundary off of yourself, off of your thinking, off of your healing process, off of your imagination. I'm telling everybody this year, take the leap, jump, go for it, do it. What if I fail? Nope. What if you succeed? What if you make it and it works? You know, and so that's my thing for 2022. Take every opportunity, knock on every door. Don't be afraid of the rejection. Don't be afraid of the no, because you never know which one of those no's is just ahead of the yes that will get you where you want to go. Even mentally and emotionally, you know, this year, heal for real. Don't let emotional baggage hold you hostage. But once you heal, you free up all these space, the negative space that hinders you from going where you need to go. So jump, leap, go for it and heal. That is a good word. Good word. When you were when you were talking, uh, the scripture came to mind, physician heal thyself. And that was the first thought that came to mind. And I think we sometimes don't realize that in order for us to go through our process of healing, we have to give ourselves permission to yes. begin the process. Yes. And so if you mm -hmm. intentionally and purposefully step into the space where your healing can happen, then yes. everything will work out exactly how God intends for it to work out. Not necessarily yes. us. Right. Because we 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 don't want no pain. <laughs> None. <laughs> but it's necessary. It's necessary. You got to have it. It comes. But on the other side of it, God always has something planned. I have a friend of mine that has a ministry that's called um, Purpose for My Pain. Love it. And I think that that kind of says it all. There is a purpose. On the mm -hmm. other side of the pain, you'll discover what the purpose is. Mm -hmm. But until you get to the other side, um, way back when, um, had it been over 30 years ago, my mother did a sermon. And it was entitled The Other Side of Through. And I think if we would give ourselves permission to get on the other side, mm -hmm. going through it, we mm -hmm. will learn a whole lot more about ourselves. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, that's something that God just recently, and I'm going to, I'm going to minister it whenever he releases me to, but I was getting ready to post something really inspirational on my Facebook page. And God said, don't, don't post it. And I'm like, huh, what, like, what do you, and he said, because we, we have started teaching people only about celebrating the good stuff and the we inspire them to celebrate when it's good and if it's not good it's nothing he said but nobody's teaching them how to go through it when it's not so good when it don't feel good and that blew me away and i started really praying into that and so yeah that just made me think of that when you said it he said don't you know that's not not in context you know that's enough inspiration i need you to tell them how to make it when it's not going well <laughs> exactly yeah because let's face it a lot of times we don't realize that life ain't fair we want it to be fair we want it to be easy no pain we want to always be blessed and gain but as dr phil said if you choose the behavior you also choose the consequence yeah yeah and first peter five and ten my favorite one of my favorites it says, after you have suffered a while, that's it. Then <laughs> God Himself will come restore, establish all of those things. But but He didn't even give us a time. He said a while, a while. <laughs> so yeah, you gotta be ready for for what's in that a while segment before you get to all the wonderful things He's gonna do. And that's important that people understand that there's a journey. You know, mm -hmm. we want to start the journey and finish the journey, but you don't want to do the stuff in the middle. Mm -hmm. But work. the stuff in the middle <laughs> is where you learn. That's that's oh, where yeah. you understand. And you may not understand it when you're going through it. Nine times out of ten, you won't understand it while you're going through it. Right. Clarity doesn't come until you get on the other side of that thing. Yep. And and you yep. have cried all the tears that you have to cry. You didn't fussed and cussed as much as you can fuss and cuss you have blamed as many people as you can blame you mm -hmm. have gone through all the stages of grief that are available for you to go through and then you get to that final one of acceptance and you step into a place of forgiveness and yes. now you're ready to get the clarity now god can show you what all of that was meant to teach you yes yes <laughs> and it makes a difference and and people have to especially women Right. We carry our stuff. We carry it like we carry our pocketbooks. <laughs> we wear it like we wear our jewelry. Absolutely. You know, it becomes Absolutely. an aspect of who we are mm -hmm. until we learn how to effectively and efficiently release it. Yes. And and you only can do that once you've gone through it. Yep. Absolutely. Because yes. you can't tiptoe. Mm -mm. Tiptoe. <laughs> that big toe hit and you really gonna be mad and listen because <laughs> that ain't yeah. so true so tish if the audience wants to get in touch with you how will they be able to reach out to you um again facebook is a great way to connect with me um tishley janine inspires is my public business page um my email address everything is on that page for reaching out for for any reason um it's all there i do have a website tishleyjanine.com that also has um 
information about the programs and, and things that we offer, some stuff that we're doing. You can also get the book there. It looks like that. <laughs> I don't know where my camera is. There it is. Um, so yeah, tishleyjanine.com or on Facebook, Tishley Janine Inspires. I am Tishley Janine, the founder of the Heal Happy Whole Woman, and I am so excited for the sixth annual Women's Empowerment Conference and Event. It's that time again. Listen, every woman everywhere is invited to join us on Friday, March 18th and Saturday, March 19th for the ultimate time of inspiration and empowerment for women. Every year is amazing, but this year we've added some new segments and surprises with you in mind. We have some of the most powerful and influential women in business and ministry coming to share with us, share their experiences, share their knowledge, share their stories, but also to hear you. So you don't want to miss this time. On Friday, March 18th, we're going to have Prophetess Etta Williams from Chicago, Illinois, as our special guest. We'll also have Prophetess Antoinette Ware, Lady Keisha McClanahan, Prophetess Sharana Williams, Apostle Kendria Andrews, and Prophetess Selena Stevenson joining us to minister in prophetic intercession and release what God is saying for his women. Don't miss that on Saturday, March 19th, starting at 9.30 a.m. We're going to have our Confident Chicks Chat with yours truly. We'll have our Mental Health Chicks Chat with licensed therapist Vicki Murphy Sanders. And then a special new segment, Business Chicks Chat. Our special guest will be professional business coach and serial entrepreneur, Kara Monique. And then a special panel of entrepreneurs, women in business, and leaders in the community with Shea Simmons, Jocelyn Hines, Nitra Hood, Iris Kelly, Chef Lakeisha, Stella Kay, and Henrietta Hadley. These women are powerful and called and purpose to do exactly what they're doing. And they're coming to tell us how to walk in confidence, walk in success, and be the best version of ourselves that we can be. Listen, seating is limited. You don't want to take your time registering. Go now to tishleyjanine.com. You can register and get your tickets there online right now. It's going to go way up. You don't want to miss it. We will see you there. Make sure you tell someone, bring someone. All of the CDC guidelines and regulations will be implemented. Temperatures will be taken. Social distancing will be in place. And make sure you bring your mask. This is going to be an amazing time of refreshing, renewal, revival, and a hard reset for 2022. Go on over to tishlejanine.com. Get your tickets. Get tickets for someone else, but don't miss it. Well, it has been a pleasure talking yeah. to you and having you on the show. So, yeah. everybody, thank you again for listening, for watching. And Tish, thank you again for being a guest on our show. Thank you. And everybody, this is your girl, Michelle. Guess what? As we kick off this new season with our new branding, Real Talk with Michelle, you're going to see some great things that are coming by. So make sure that you watch again next week for another great show. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.